keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bun in country Coming up today, we'll find out how the fish are biting for Rich Blomberg and also find out a few cool things he's been up to lately. And Game Fair is coming to Ramsey this weekend and next weekend. We'll get the details with Ron Hustvedt of Outdoor News. It's all coming up. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Checking in today with Rich Blomberg. He likes to fish Paul Bunyan Country. He's been involved in a lot of things, including winning uh, the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic a few years ago with his partner, Aaron Murphy. He's in the thick of a lot of these tournaments. Uh, hey, Rich, thanks for taking a few minutes to be with us today. We appreciate it. No problem, Kevin. I always enjoy listening to the show and uh, picking up some tips. <laughs> do they work? Well, sometimes they do. You know, I, I find myself like a kid just getting up and... Uh, turning it on and if i'm out in the boat you're kind of wondering all right maybe somebody's got something that uh, is going to turn them on at that given moment well let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to lately i know one of the big things you were you were doing a few weeks ago was you up on lake of the woods uh, giving some veterans uh some fishing opportunities i was yeah last year um lance and tammy peterson from uh, lakewood minnesota started a nonprofit called warriors and walleyes outdoors and they invite veterans up every year, and they in turn need guides to to come up and take those vets out on the water. So, so that you, was fun. You had the opportunity to fish Lake of the Woods and uh, make somebody happy. No, that was an easy call, huh? Yeah, that's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> and we caught some fish. So that was good. You know, Lake of the Woods is such a uh, big fish factory too. Uh, I enjoy getting up there and and trying to catch that next big one. What what were you finding on Lake of the Woods? What was going on up there? Well, it was a kind of a weird bite. You know, the mornings we got out on the lake by 8.30, um, got them all set up, kind of went to spots. People had pre-fished a little bit the days before and kind of gave us some information. We were out in that 30-foot, just kind of the basin, pulling crankbaits. Uh, we were pulling lead core and had the new Bagley stick baits from uh, Northland on and, and a little bit of a challenge because I had both days, I had two guys in the boat different each day, but they were over 70. And I had them 200 feet behind the boat cranking on fish. I think our biggest was 27 the first day, and then we got a 28 the second day. But 1230, it was like clockwork. That's when they wanted to start biting, and, and it wasn't fast and furious. But from then till 3, when we had to have them off the water, we could get 12 to 15 a day. But... It was fun to see their smiles and uh, and get them on the water. Yeah, Lake of the Woods just seems to crank out fish of, of many different species, no matter what. And and the walleye sizes, uh, you were telling me, are, are really pretty impressive right now. Yeah, early on this year, I know Tracy Pogue and his family are up there, and he would torment me at work with text pictures of what he <laughs> caught. And I think they had six or seven over 30 this year already. So wow. crazy. So this uh, this uh, um, program you're part of, uh, you were telling me it started like five years ago, and the number of uh, veterans out on the water this year has grown quite a bit. Yeah, they started with 20, and this year they were able to get 61, and they're hoping to build uh, to basically get the whole resort 
rented out for that third weekend in July. It starts Thursday, runs uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So uh, how, how if somebody's listening saying, oh, I'd love to do that, I'd love to help out, how, how can they get involved in that? They can go to Warriors and Wall- or Warriors and Walleyes Outdoors, uh, their Facebook page, and message uh, either Tammy or Lance, and they'd be happy to set you up with uh, either an application or you can nominate someone. Okay. If you're a guide um, looking to help out or not even a guide, you live up there or you have means of getting people out, they sure would appreciate extra hands. Or they're looking for people to jump in and help out with uh, – with people in boats already so oh okay okay um so lake of the woods is cranking out fish like it always does um that uh again that lake doesn't ever seem to die down i mean there's times it's more active than others but it's just uh there's just fish in that lake that's all i can say there's just a lot of fish in that lake that's right uh and of course we we there's a lot of uh, Lake of the Woods we haven't been able to explore the last two years because because of COVID. I think that's going to change here pretty soon. But um, when you when you think about the Ontario side of Lake of the Woods, it's unbelievable. I know there's a lot of land up there that's not been touched for the last well, really a year and a half. I know there's a lot of people chomping at the bit to get up there, but my hope is that people had to stay in minnesota and they found out that our great resorts around here are pretty fun and inexpensive too so hopefully they stay busy well yeah and you can keep more fish too that's the other aspect (laughs) that's right (laughs) well the other thing you were you were involved in and you've been doing this for years too is the the big raja tournament in grand rapids on on pokegama and what a truly unique lake that is and you talk about you want you want big sizes uh, if you can catch fish in Pekangama, they're going to be big, no matter what species. they got so much forage in that lake. Yeah, that's true. You, you have to fight every fish like it's the <laughs> biggest walleye you've ever caught. But, you know, they got smallmouths that are monsters and pike um, and, of course, walleyes. But it's a tough lake to fish. seems like when you're pre-fishing, the pressure is a lot lower and guys aren't hitting spots as hard. But as it gets closer to that game day on Saturday... Those fish are scatter mode, and, and you kind of push them off a little bit, so you have to kind of change up the way you fish them, that's for sure. It, it is a – and I've heard that from everybody. You know, I, I actually haven't fished it myself, but everybody I've ever talked to, uh, I, I feel like I have to fish it because, A, it, it is a challenge. B, it's, an, it's just an amazing lake to spend some time on. And C, if you do get onto them, it's your pole's going to bend big. <laughs> yes, I remember was it last year. My cousin came up to fish with me for the day, and I had the biggest walleye I've ever seen. Of course, they look bigger in the water, but it was well over thirty. And I had a boat close to me, so I didn't want to grab the net. So I just basically just said, "Well, here it is." And you take a picture in your mind. That's that's a monster fish, and it basically just spit the hook, and down it went. But obviously, I didn't find it tournament day. But man, there's some monsters in there. <laughs> well, when it's uh, when you just got to time to go out and do some fishing, where do you like to fish? Well, it depends on how much time I have. If you get a day here and there where you can run, obviously you kind of spin through the network of who's fishing and find out where the best bite might be. But Bemidji's still one of the favorites. Plantain's good. I hear that with the water being so low that it's tough to get in a lot of these lakes. 
so it kind of does a limit. But fishing's fishing, whether you're catching or just exploring, it's always fun. It is. It is always fun. Have you noticed, I mean, any of the lakes you've been on, have you had issues getting in? Yeah, the in Bemidji, especially the north access, um, it's getting pretty pitted out because you have to pretty much power on. And as soon as you get off your trailer, you got to trim up so high or you're ticking rocks there. So hopefully we get a little rain here and it makes the fall a little bit better because we can't get much drier, that's uh, for sure. No, we can't. Uh, when you get out there, are you noticing that, fish are not behaving the way they typically would because of the heat and, and the low water, or, or are they... Well, it's funny. Last time I was out on Bemidji, the water temp was like 73 degrees, and I keep thinking those fish are going to go deep. They're going to go deep just because of the heat, and it's typical. But with the amount of forage in Bemidji, I mean, it's crazy. You put a camera down over the weeds, and there's millions of one-inch perch, you know, just boiling over those weeds. So... Those fish are just holding there, and they really haven't left for seven, eight years. Um, some of them are starting to get out. It seems like the little bit more active ones are out in that 20 to 25 feet, and typically you're probably going to find a little bit bigger ones out there. So they are moving some, but it, it, it's not like a normal, you saw it as they're going deep because it's warm. It, it, it's really, they're kind of on their own realm chasing bait. Yeah, you. I think you have to be prepared to go to places you wouldn't typically go to this time of year. That's right. Yeah, and sometimes it's nice to go out and see if you can find something different, a little panfish action or, or something different, too. And there's a lot of lakes that are smaller that, that are easy to get in and out of that uh, you can go over and catch some crappies or sunfish and, and uh, move on to the next one. We have a lot more to cover with Rich Blomberg later in the show. But up next, Game Fair is coming this weekend down in Ramsey. Ron Husband of Outdoor News is very involved. We'll have details next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Game Fair is coming up down in Ramsey the next two weekends. Ron Husbett is very involved. He's a writer at Outdoor News. First of all, Ron, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate being here. Thank you. So, Ron, tell us a little bit about Game Fair. For those who aren't familiar with it, What what is it exactly? Yeah, Game Fair is two weekends of everything about the outdoors, celebrating the outdoors, uh, hunting, fall hunting seasons are coming up here. Uh, folks are thinking about getting their dogs ready to go for, for waterfowling or, or pheasant hunting. And uh, we've got hundreds of exhibitors here, including dog breeders, lots of different outdoor brands, um, showing their stuff. And you can you can buy it here, you can... There's seminars from experts in waterfowling and, you know, all different kinds of hunting. Lots of dog trainers from not just around the state, but also the, the whole country. 
as well are out here. And uh, lots of events as well. It's a very hands-on sort of uh, experience down here. So we've got events for the dogs to participate. We've got tons of things for the kids to do um, with different you know, archery and shooting sports. And we also have uh, lots of activities for adults to partake in as well. So it's, it's a celebration of the great outdoors that we have here in, in Minnesota. Now, uh, how long has this been going on? Since 1982. Oh, so it's been a while. <laughs> this is our 40th, yeah, this is the 40th year doing this. Um, wow. Big event. And uh, it's, I don't know, it, it, it sounds like a cliche, but it, it just keeps getting sort of bigger and better every year. And, and we're really excited to be able to have it again this year after having to not go with it for our, our 39th one last year. Um, so we're, we're, you know, happy to be back and we've got a full a full slate of activities once again. So where is Game Fair at? It's located in Ramsey, Minnesota, which is between Elk River and Anoka, just off of Highway 10. There's a, you, take a, you go up on Armstrong Boulevard, and, and actually that, that street that you turn off of is named after the folks who, uh, who started the Game Fair. It's Chuck and Lorelai Delaney started it 40 years ago. Lorelai's maiden name is Armstrong. Okay. Her dad actually first got this property back in 1926. And this is a very uh, well-known place for, well, since the 20s, since the 30s. This is where people would come and, and uh, go hunting. There used to be an airport runway oh, <laughs> over wow. here. It's, how, it's houses now, but people would fly in from all around the world and uh, come here to go. So it's, it, it is a place that has a rich, rich history with the outdoors and particularly um, hunting and the shooting sports, both Lorelei and Chuck like I said, who who own and run the place still um, in their 80s are wow. members of the uh, the Minnesota Trap Shooting Hall of Fame. Lorelai's in the National Trap Shooting Hall of Fame. And uh, they always bring, like Nora Ross will be out here. She's a member of the Trap Shooting Hall of Fame, and she'll be doing shotgun shooting and trap shooting instruction for folks. So it's, uh, it's just kind of built into the DNA of this area. Yeah. It, so it's it runs what dates? It is August 13th, 14th, and 15th. That's our first weekend. And then we pick up again on the 20, 21st, and 22nd. Okay, so three days each weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, yep. And is there is there a charge to get in? How does, that, how does that whole thing work? Yeah, it sort of depends. So if people go on to the website, GameFair.com, they can get ticket prices on there. Um, adults are basically 12 bucks, And uh, kids are free on Fridays. But we've also got discount tickets on there and encourage people to go on, print off a coupon, and they can save a couple bucks uh, per person by doing that. And then we've got discounts for seniors and military and stuff like that. So all the ticket prices and logistics are on the website, gamefair.com. But uh, it's, it's a good time for, you know, pretty pretty low charge to get in. Yeah. Now, when you get in uh, for that fee, then are you uh, eligible to do anything you want that's going on there? Yeah, uh, it sort of depends. Some of the events are a couple, are a buck or two. Like, okay. You know, to do to run your dog in one of the events, um, it's a buck for a ticket to do that. But we also give folks um, a ticket for that at the gate. So there's a, there's a lot of freebies out here, but then some of the events are, like I said, a couple, a couple bucks. Here or there, depending on what you want to do. If you want a shotgun, you can bring your shotgun with you, uh, obviously in a case, um, and you can bring your bow with you, case, 
And then some of those events are free. Other ones are a few bucks, five bucks for some of the shotgun shooting events, six bucks. Okay. But you got guys uh, that are that are actually giving lessons on different things as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Nora Roth does the trap shooting clinic. Um, there's seminar. There's several different seminar stages going on. There's one up on uh, Waterfall Hill that focuses on everything with waterfalling, including um, Nick Johnson, who is a Minnesota guy who has won huge on the duck and goose calling circuit, and he's doing uh, youth calling clinics. And the kids will get a duck call or a goose call for free, and uh, they'll learn how to call from an expert, so uh, they can uh, <laughs> blow that all the way home in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got uh, a main seminar stage where we've got you know elk hunting uh, seminar. We've got a fishing seminar there. We also have um, the trick shooting show with Travis Smears, which is a big, huge draw. He does two shows a day, and it's amazing to see. Uh, the magic that he can do with with a shotgun. We've got a, a lakeside summit area by Sport Dog, and that's all dog trainers um, of all different sorts. And you know, as a dog owner myself, I've seen we uh, we always have new guys, but we also have some of the same old guys that are fan favorites. And it, it's I learn something new every time I'm able to sit down for a little bit <laughs> and watch all those seminars. So you know, you can never you can never know enough about how to do the best and, and to get the best out of your dog. So that's fantastic to learn from those folks. And Yukonuba is also bringing dog food company. Um, they're bringing some folks in as well from, from uh, some of their national people as well. So they'll, they'll be here in the central area. Oh, and also in that area, there's um, agility dogs. If anybody hasn't seen these agility dogs, they run through the courses. There's opportunities mm. to bring your dog and learn how to do that as well. But you can also watch, a whole variety of agility dogs from, from some of the beginner and intermediate ones. And then we've got, you know, one of the fastest dogs in the world um, it belongs to the, the couple that runs that. And you get to see, you know, a premium dog run through that course and, you know, faster than lightning. Wow. So yeah, lots, of, lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like an absolute blast. Um, so if you if you have a dog, I mean, are there actual is there actual dog training there? Do you bring your dog for training, or is it just something for owners to learn some stuff about? Well, we this is one of those events where you can bring your dog. Okay, you know, a, a well mannered dog, but yeah. your dog has <laughs> got to be leashed. And obviously, we want to make sure that your dog is all up to date with their shots, sure. so that all the dogs stay healthy. Um, but yeah, we we get several thousand dogs coming through here every single year. Uh, we get about 4,000 dogs, I think, was the last count that I had from our last game fair. Uh, and there's dog clubs here, and you can chat with them, and they'll give you some info. You know, like Tom Dockin does uh, a seminar here. Everybody, I think everybody knows who Tom Dockin is, the guy who invented the, the deadfall trainer. Um, they, all, they all have booths as well. So all these seminar folks are in booths, and you can bring your dog there and talk with them. Um, it's not necessarily a good training, you know, place. It's because there's so many distractions. You don't want your, you know, training a dog with distractions around is never going to be a, a good deal. But when they do their seminars, they've got dogs with them, and you can watch them in action. And then you can go and follow up with them with questions that you have. And if you want to get an expert to train, you can go and talk with them and, and set that up. Or you can 
ask them questions and they'll answer them for free. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, go home and, and, and try it out yourself. And then there's lots of different equi- uh, dog equipment um, companies out here as well. So you can get, you know, a new mat, new kennel, new dogs, you know, leashes and collars, toys and stuff like that. So uh, that's why people like to bring their dogs out. But uh, as far as actual, like, one-to-one training goes, there, there's just too much going on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Those dogs like to look around and sniff and see all the wow. other dogs. You know, it's something about it. The outdoors uh, and dogs go together. People who love the outdoors, they love dogs too. I mean, dogs can obviously be a, a, quite a benefit to you, but there just seems to be something natural about that. It is. It's, and I'm biased because I've had two two labs in all my life, but. Uh, yeah, there's just something special about having a dog with you to enjoy the outdoors. Hmm. And I mean, we—they're not just hunting breeds out here. We've got, we've got, um, you know, there's people walk around with their Chihuahua. <laughs> 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 I've seen, well, poodles are a sporting breed. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, you. I mean, if if you have a sort of a, a checklist of dog breeds that you want to see in your lifetime, um, you'll you'll probably fill that thing up <laughs> walking around here. <laughs> nice, very nice. Um, so how did you get involved in Game Fair, Ron? Well, I just live a few miles away, and I covered it. I, I would write a couple profile articles um, for Outdoor News way back. Um, started doing that in the late 90s. And uh, one year Chuck said, hey, you want to help help out at the fair? I said, okay, sure. So I, I helped out the, the first year, and then after that I've been kind of uh, uh, his right-hand man out here, sort of, I don't know, he's he's Called me his general manager. I don't know if I like that title. It sounds just a little <laughs> too mighty for me. <laughs> but uh, I've been working out here for, I don't know, almost 20 years now, helping run things and, and helping put on a great show. And wow. uh, it's it, it's just it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And it's just it's too great to not do. Yeah. So it, that's why it's really, like I said, we're excited to be back for two weekends again this year. Okay. Well, it's it it sounds like again an absolute blast. It runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What hours? Just uh, sunrise to yep. sunset, or what are we looking at here? Gates open at nine a.m. and we close up at five o'clock. The last trick shooting show of the day is at four thirty, and that's right near the the exit there, so people can watch that last trick shooting show and then head on out at five o'clock in time. You know, if folks are coming from up north, it's really nice because. You can get down here in the morning, and you can get back home, um, and, and see the whole thing and, and do the whole thing, make a day out of it without having to stay down in the cities. And again, the the, the place to get more information is where. If you go to yeah www.gamefair.com, okay, like it sounds, and everything is on there. Directions, like I said, discount tickets, the seminar schedule is on there, uh, and tons of other things. You can find out more of some of those different activities I talked about are on there. So the website is quite comprehensive. Or if you go to social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you just look up Game for USA, uh, you'll see tons of stuff that we've been posting. Ron, how long have you been working in outdoor news? I've been out outdoor news since the 90s. But just like Beef, uh, my cousin, I'm also, my main gig is, is a teacher. So. Oh, this is this is the the summer hobby that pays. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do do you have a particular beat or a particular thing you write about, or are you just uh, kind of all over the road? 
with outdoor news, I'm kind of all over the road sort of a guy, but I do a lot of uh, people profiles, a lot of biographical pieces. It's fun to to chat with folks and, and, and tell their story and do that. So that's, that's what I've done the most writing about, but, yeah, pretty much everything, hunting, fishing, and dogs, of course, and, and everything else. Cool. Um, so, so anything interesting you've written up lately that we should check out? Yeah, well, if you if you get the outdoor news, just this latest one, I, I I interviewed that Nick Johnson guy who was talking about who's doing the kids waterfalling uh, mm-hmm. seminars, and, and he's got a great story. Just as he was a twelve year old kid who picked up a, a duck call and watched the video that his dad gave him, and said, you know, every time you every time you watch the video, I'll give you a buck, <laughs> and he. He, uh, he he did that, and he sort of the, the passion hit him, and he's you know he's 34 years old now. So for the last 20 years, he has made a career out of duck calling and goose calling, and uh, getting you know when you get really good at calling, you get invited to a lot of hunts because people want somebody who knows how to talk to the geese and ducks. So with, with his seminar, he's not just teaching the kids how to do that, but he also talks about. And he does lots of different clinics for, for people of all ages. But that's one of the big things he says is that, you know, if you really love the outdoors and, and waterfalling, um, a call and the ability to call, to call can be a, a ticket to something great. That, uh, you know. Wow. He says he doesn't have, there's nothing special about him. Just he had an interest in uh, practice, 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 like we always say. Okay, very cool. Um, so Ron, uh, what are you hearing? I, I'm sure you're, you're, you're fishing and, uh, and hunting like everybody else, uh, not just writing about it. So by personal experience or what you're hearing from your people out there, uh, how's the bite been lately? Well, I was just, I was out not too long ago up in the, uh, the boundary waters on the Gunflint trail side fishing, uh, Sagnaga and a couple of those border lakes. Uh, we did a canoe trip up there and fishing was pretty good. We got some. Some good walleye action down deep. They're all over the place right now as far as depth goes. Um, <laughs> I went on a motorboat trip earlier, and we were marking them all over the place. But canoe, obviously don't have the electronics with. But we had a good walleye bite. Smallmouth were going. Caught some real big smallmouth fishing with, with me and the kids. And so, I don't know, It's it was one of the best bites we've had up in uh, the Boundary Waters this summer. And uh, okay. that was even dealing with some of the the smoke when when the wind was blowing just right from yeah. just across the border. Um, any other lakes you're hearing about from from people? Yeah, I've also my, my my dad lives up on uh, Gull Lake in the Brainerd Lakes area okay. there, and uh, we were just up there. We had a little bit of a tougher bite, but we were only able to get out during the daytime. So you know, we were competing with some of the the pleasure boaters. <laughs> in that crowd. I mean, we we did pretty good. We caught some nice bluegills. Um, off the deep weed edges, and we popped a few bass. But uh, usually we do even better than that. So I won't say it's a slow bite, but uh, we definitely had to work for them more than we usually have to. But, you know, any time is a good time to get out there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, check out what's going on. I've also got a six-month-old lab pup. Uh, oh. Um, so, you know, she she takes away from the fishing time when, when she's young because <laughs> we can sure to get her ready to go may or may not be ready for this fall but uh she's she's a fantastic dog so far so excited to 
to get going with her. But that that takes up a lot of time, you know, to make sure you to get them started right. Well, with with wildfires, with uh, unbelievable heat this year, with the drought, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Anything in oh, particular yeah. that's really concerning you right now? Um, as far as well, we just you know we've got we always we have we've got the hand washing stations out here, mm-hmm. and you know we've got it's an outdoor event, which is nice, and it's it's a spread out sort of a, a situation, so. You know, you, you never get too jammed in any kind of an area around here, which is really nice. And it's on it's on the lake, which is part of the a ten acre lake, which is part of the game grounds. Actually, it's probably an eight acre lake right now. Looking at it, <laughs> the water levels are yeah. everywhere. You know, we just haven't had that much rain. Uh, but that that also keeps a nice breeze rolling through the area. But of course, you know, just making sure that everybody is, is doing a good job and being smart and safe about that we're, we're doing everything um that we're required to do and then some to, to keep people safe and, and most of our exhibitors will have um besides the ones that we have all over the place they'll have you know hand washing stations and stuff like that and our food folks have to pass through all the protocols you know the the state of minnesota is well represented here as far as the dnr being here i'm pretty sure that we're having a visit from the governor um uh-huh. One, probably this first weekend, but maybe the second one. Uh, but but we've had every governor out here during game fair, going back to the you know to the first one, and uh, you know state senator, U.S. senators are always out here. Um, Klobuchar has a booth out here every year. But you know, going back to the first game fair as well, those folks have been out here. So you know, it's a it's a good mix of everybody. I'm sure you're, you're keeping tabs in case uh, anything changes, but are you hearing anything from the state regarding Delta vari- the variant and whether they're going to make you wear masks or anything at this point? I haven't, we have not heard anything, and, you know, we are on you know, the radar with that. So if there's any changes that need to be made, we would definitely put those out there on social media as well as on our website. But, yeah, like I said, we're... We're doing everything that is is required, and then and then some, just to make sure that we've got everything, you know, as yeah. safe as it can be. Well, I, I fully expect it to go off without a hitch. Um, but if they do decide you need to wear masks, just remember, it's not Game Fair's fault, folks. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not their fault. <laughs> well, and, you know, if people can decide if they if yeah. they want to walk around with a mask on. There's, that's great. That's fine. And mm-hmm. if they don't want to, that's you know, that's their decision as well. And like I said, unless we are required to do that, uh, it'll be up to individual folks' discretion as to what they do. All right. Anything else we should know as we get ready for this first weekend of game fair? No, we just love to. We you know we've got a lot of folks that come down here from up up in the Bemidji area and the northwestern northern Minnesota area, but. Uh, you know, we'd love to see more of you. So come on down. If you haven't been to Game Fair yet, it's only the 40th year, so you might as well make this the first one. <laughs> okay. Ron Husbett is a writer with Outdoor News. He also works at Game Fair, and he's also cousins with a guy we know on this show uh, very well, Beef Sather. And, and I must say, Ron, I, I, I didn't hold it against you even for a second. I was second. just going to say, I don't always admit that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Believe me, I understand. <laughs> Nor does he. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, great talking with you. Uh, looking forward to hearing more on Gay Fair. We're going to have a couple of your, I think we're going to have a, 
uh, both the the shooting uh, stars are going to be on yeah. on the show with That'd me here in the next that. few days too. So, yep. um, we'll talk Appreciate about it. that. Yeah, for sure, Ron. Thanks for joining us today, and and have a great game fair. You too, Kevin. I appreciate it very much. Thanks again. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Rich Blomberg. What are you hearing from your pals out there? Uh, what lakes are, are producing and which ones are tough right now? Well, Bemidji depends on who you're talking to. You know, <laughs> yeah. Some people are getting them just like always, but it seems like that that late afternoon when that sun starts coming down is when the activity is starting to start, you know, if you're jig wrapping off the edge of uh, points or whatever. Leech, I heard, is, is touchy, too. They had that tournament a few weeks back, and it was pretty pretty tough fishing than what I heard. But it sounds like it's picking up with eaters, and Cass, I think, has been doing all right, too, now. Sounds sounds like it's good. And Winnie, we know, is always good friend of mine said that last night they were out pulling spinners after you know the sun broke down the horizon and they hammered them so yeah it's supposed to be caught it's been a pretty good year for winnie from everything i've heard they've uh they've, the sizes are still just a little little small but uh, they're thinking by maybe even winter and by next year for sure they'll be you know in that 14 to 15 inch range and then they're expecting several years of really good fishing because they've had uh, some really good year classes the last few years Right. Yeah, and it sounds like the perch are starting to grow up again in there where you can mm-hmm. clean a couple of them as well. Um, so when you're uh, when you're out fishing, I mainly talk to you about walleye, uh, but w- what all do you like to catch? I'm kind of a walleye snob. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, always wanted to catch a muskie, and, and Chris Justice and I were fishing Bemidji, and it was perfect. You know, temp, it was a storm rolling through. I hooked one. Of course, I didn't have my camera. So I yeah. held it up. So take a picture in your mind because this is my muskie, and we put this stuff away, and I've never went back to it. So hmm. panfish, I'll do here and there. Uh, I like the taste of them, but ninety-nine percent of the time, I'm chasing walleyes. Rich, where are you from originally? Uh, from Bagley. Oh, so you're you're right here in this neck of the woods. Yep. So I've uh, fished Bemidji for as long as I can remember, and as a kid. It seemed like uh, if I was within walking distance of a dock somewhere, that's where you'd find me if I wasn't eating or sleeping. How'd you get and into? Got, how'd you get into it? You know, I had a friend Dan Ewart. Everybody in town here knows him as Muskrat Dan. He's an old trapper and fisherman. His wife used to work for my mom, and he always saw that it was important to get people out on the lake and have fun. And he kind of took me under his wing and. And really got me hooked on it. And I always tell him he's in the nursing home now. And I was able to get him out before, you know, fishing and seeing his eyes light up like mine did. But, you know, I always tell him when I'm getting yelled at at home because I'm fishing too much, I just blame Dan. So (laughs) (laughs) it is fun to get people out on the water and see their eyes light up because I still remember, you know, the feelings of, uh, you know, getting on fish and trying to get a bigger one and as you get older it's kind of tougher to to get out or you don't have a boat anymore or anything so i encourage people to you know help out if you can and and i hope when i'm crippled up which is probably not going to be that far away <laughs> somebody remembers me taking them and and they're going to come pick me up and get me out 
That is that is cool that you can pay it forward, or actually, in your case, pay it back. Yes, yes, I always uh, enjoy the time with him. So, can he can he can he still can he still bring him in? Uh if I could get him out there, I'm sure he could still reel some way. Yeah, but his mind is sharp. We still uh, talk a lot of fishing stories and strategies. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> but it, it is something that it just seems like all the guys I talk to, you, you, you get into it when you're a kid. It's there's a few that you know pick up fishing when they're older and adults, but it's usually something you you get introduced to as a kid, and, and it just gets in your blood. Yep, it is. And we've done take a kid fishing a few times, and a lot of people don't have the means, like I said, and and it's nice to be able to get them out there in hopes that. There's something other than just gaming out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if we were going to go out fishing right now, what would you what would you advise us? Well, you better have your spinning poles ready. You know, I think if you can keep your crawler above the weeds and keep the perch off, you know, you got a pretty good chance of catching a walleye if you're covering a lot of ground and you know trolling one and a half miles an hour or so, depending on the day and the wind it's breezier you can probably get by going a little bit slower and staying just outside the weeds but um moving fast trying to get over those active fish and and covering water i think is key you know um you mentioned earlier in the in the interview um bagley baits that is a that is a name i have heard a lot the last year uh obviously pretty good move on northland's part to acquire that and uh, reintroduce bagley to the world um, right. I just hear nothing but praise for those baits. Yes, I remember using them as a kid, and of course, being from Bagley, you gotta like them, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're just very very popular right now. Yes, they are. They're they're tuned perfectly. They run a little bit different with you know being all wood, so they give a little different tone in the water, and anything you can throw at them that's a little bit different, I think, is an advantage. They're they're so well put together and so beautifully done that I I feel guilty using them. I feel like they should be hanging on a wall in my house. They're so nice. I don't know. Every antique shop you go to, they're selling old baits for big money. So I like the ones that have some walleye teeth marks on them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Live through it. Live to live to tell the story. That's right. Um, you know, there was a, uh, we, we finally had an ICAST show here the, a few weeks ago, but uh, it'd been a while, and like everything, uh, because of COVID, you know, there was a lot, not a lot of new mac- manufacturing going on. But are you seeing anything out there, new, uh, new product-wise, that, uh, that's uh, making you interested? You know, they've got a lot of plastics now, and I haven't uh, forced myself to learn that technique, but I know they're starting to, to use paddle tails a lot and kind of simulate same thing that a jig wrap is doing but it, it's ever-changing so that's something i'll probably get more into here and and fine-tuning my bobber skills as much as i don't like sitting still and watching a bobber <laughs> you like to move huh yeah keep moving cover ground but yeah i, I mean it's it's always been you know you, you get into tournaments and you think okay my technique is going to be the best but it's really about being around guys listening to fish and ball bunny country right and trying to keep your ear to the ground so you're up to speed with what the fish are doing or what the new technique is so every time i walk through fleet i'm checking it out or you go to northwoods and what's new here those guys are set up to to give you the best stuff too so 
Well, I think, you know, for me, that what makes the show really has nothing to do with me. It has to do with, uh, well, there's one thing I do. There's one thing I know. I know smart people. And that that's what makes the show. You just you get the right people in to talk about fishing. Man, you can learn a lot in a very short amount of time. Well, that's right. So that's why I'm kind of curious why I'm on. I'm not so smart, <laughs> but I can fish. You can fish. You can fish. You can speak in complete sentences. And... Uh, <laughs> And I know you can win. Uh, you know, I, I watched you win the uh, the Knights of Columbus a while ago, and I know you've, you've done well in other tournaments, too. So you obviously know what you're doing out there. Well, Murphy would argue it's him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not here right now, so. <laughs> That's right. He'll have to just listen to this, and he'll, he'll have to hear that I'm the better fisherman. When you're uh, when you're getting ready for that fall bite, what what uh, is, are there any signs out there, temperature wise, water temp wise, uh, anything that shows you, oh boy, it's going to be good now? Well, it seems like you, you're kind of just trolling around looking for those bait fish balls to move out off that break and kind of sit out where you think something's wrong with your depth finder because you can't see bottom; it's just solid bait. Then you know it's getting close and on, and you can usually troll minnows through it or pull a crawler or a leech and and those fish are in heavy feed mode for a few weeks while they're getting ready for winter okay yeah and then that i mean it's 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 interesting because it's everybody knows it's probably the best time to fish uh, and yet fewer people are doing it than any other time of the year uh so you've got you know huge swaths of water to yourself uh so if you're hardcore and you're out there in the fall it, it really is paradise yes it is if your hands uh, are cold, you know you're doing it right. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Rich, anything else you want to share with us before we wrap it up today? No, thanks for uh, inviting me to be on, and, and uh, I look forward to listening to your show. Oh, Thanks, Rich. We appreciate it. We appreciate you sharing your insight today, and uh, we'll check in with you and see how you're doing when the fall bite kicks in. Sounds good. You have a good day, Kevin. we got a lot of great guests coming up this week. Tomorrow we'll hear from Peter Janik about the upcoming Frank Snyder Jr. Memorial Muskie Tournament. Yeah, it's that time of year already. We'll hear from Nora Ross, a Hall of Fame shooter. She's going to be at Game Fair the next two weekends. Later in the week, we hear from Travis Mears, who will also be at Game Fair. He's the trick shooter. We've got our Lake of the Week. And Jason Rylander and Jason Durham in a truly unique episode of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country to wrap up the week. Oh, boy. Also next week... We're going to talk salmon fishing in Alaska on the Kenai with Mike Cruza, And we're going to hear about a really cool event coming up in Alexandria for youth in the outdoors. But that's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen at your convenience. You can do that at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app, which will also give you access to hundreds of other Minnesota-based podcasts. Get out there and have some fun. F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country.